calling all members of the in crowd. If you want to get in on the action, we want to hear from you. Hit us up, faderoutemail at gmail.com or slide in our DMs on IG at faderoutepodcast or drop us a line on X at Fade Route DNZ. You can find us on Facebook, The Fade Route with DNZ. We're on Spreaker. We're on YouTube, The Fade Route with DNZ. Catch our videos. Like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, and spread the word. Coming at you from the Hey Yo Studios, it's the Fade Route with D and Z. Here are your hosts, D and Z. Coming at you live from the AO Studio. Hey, yo. It's the Fade Route with D and Z. I am D, and we've got a great show for you tonight. Shaq's jersey retired in Orlando. <laughs> Waste management gets way out of hand. And the Jamaican Lion joins us on the in route. But we'll begin today's show with the with the winners of the big game. <laughs> the Chiefs down the 49ers in overtime, 25-23. With this win, Patrick Mahomes now three Super Bowl MVPs, three Super Bowl rings, and he own and he's only 28 years old. Uh, 25, 20, 25, 22 is the final score. Uh, is Patrick Mahomes the undisputed best quarterback in the National Football League? And who did he pass on the list of all-time greats with this victory? Well, it's hard to debate where he is in terms of the current product, right? No, it's not hard at all. It's not hard at all because we haven't we haven't had a player of his caliber in a time when all of his competition didn't have any success, right? Like, think about his competition. Who's 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 in his ballpark, right? It's Lamar Jackson. It's Josh Allen. It's Justin Herbert. It's Stroud. It's Burrow. Burrow. It's all these guys are in his are in his class, I'd say, right? We're not going to count Stafford. Stafford's not really in his class, and I think everybody would argue that he's better than Stafford. Stafford has one Super Bowl, right? So Burrow got there but lost, and has actually been hurt. Lamar's got MVPs, and he looks like he's on his way to doing nothing. Allen is kind of playing the LA game, it seems like. Stroud just got here, so Stroud maybe becomes a contender. And on the NFC side, well, Hertz got to a Super Bowl and played extremely well. But then he had this past season where he didn't look so great, right? We know what Dak is. Dak ain't better than than um, this guy. Brock Purdy could be, I mean, in time, but there's no there is no active quarterback where you can really seriously debate that he's better than Patrick Mahomes. Like when, in during Brady's time, you had a Peyton Manning camp. You had a Ben Roethlisberger camp. You had a Brett Favre camp. You had a Drew Brees camp. Like you had all these little camps and those camps were really could be argued. You could really make an argument that Favre at one time was better than Brady. You could make an argument 
that Peyton, even now, you can make it. You can make an argument that Peyton had, was a better quarterback than Brady. But you can't. There is no argument you could bring forward that could justify any active quarterback right now is better than Patrick Mahomes. And we've never lived in an era like this. It's a weird transitional time because you have all of you had all the old guard move out. Yeah. You have the new guard who have not taken that mantle. Right. And then you have like the holdovers, the guys who were supposed to be the guys that couldn't be the guys. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you have your, your Matt Ryans, your Matthew Staffords, <laughs> your Joe Flacco's. Matt you're just a, you're you're just another guys. Right. Like they proved to be just another guy. And yeah. In fairness, the only one that didn't win a ring was Matt Ryan. So Flacco got his, Stafford got his. But they're just guys. They're just guys. They're just and they're and and I listen, Flacco was good when he got the Ravens to the Super Bowl. And and Stafford had a really good season the year after COVID and almost got knocked out by Brady. But at the end of the day, he they're not better than Patrick. They're not. There's nobody. And now Z, the question I have for you is, is how many more years this guy? He's 28 right now. Uh-huh. So does he have 15 years in him? No way. I mean, and if he did, could you imagine how much he's going to win? I mean, you got to think that he's got three good more years with Kelsey, right? If they decide to keep Kelsey, yeah. right? So three more years with a decent Kelsey, you got to think he's going to get at least one, maybe two, right? And what, how much more time does he have with Andy Reid? I mean, the whole thing, the thing that made Brady great, right, was that he won the first three pretty quickly. And then it was 10 years between the next one, right? And that next team had a completely different look than the first three teams, right? So, you know, the, so Andy Reid, 65. So Andy Reid could easily coach seven more years, easy. So as long as he has Andy Reid for seven, although you got to think out of seven years, he's going to win, what, at least three or four, right? I don't, I don't see how the train slows down, Z. What's going to slow this train down? They also have Steve Spagnola, who just signed an extension, so he ain't going nowhere. Like, th- their defense plays extremely well. Maybe their defense loses a step if Chris Jones retires. Not Chris Jones retires, if Chris Jones leaves. Because you gotta, he's got to be looking around like, okay, I played on a discount this year, but... At some at some point he's gonna want to get paid, right? He's not gonna keep coming back for these one-year deals. He's probably looking for four years, 120 mil, which the commanders would gladly give him. Now with the Chiefs, what are they gonna come with? Maybe four years, 100 mil, maybe four years, 90 mil. At some point, Chris Jones is gonna want to get paid. One could even argue that he was the MVP of the Super Bowl because of how well he played. Um now, as far as in my opinion. Where is he on the all-time great list? Uh, you know, and, and listen, there. I don't think there's an, a right or wrong answer. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. But for me, he passes Ben. He passed Big Ben. He's passed Peyton Manning. I'm sorry, guys. He has passed Peyton Manning because he won these Super Bowls. He got his team there and he won them. Okay? There's no doubt about it. He's got a better arm. He's a better talent sorry this this is is sorry i mean i'm not i'm sorry i'm not sorry you know there's gonna be haters on that um he's better than breeze 
So right now, I still have him behind Joe Montana because Joe got four. Joe also didn't throw an interception in those four Super Bowls he, he won. So if he if he if he ties Joe with four, I'd probably give the edge to Mahomes because he he's a better he's a better probably a better passer and better better player. But that's where I have him right now. He's better than Favre. So, he's better than Rodgers. He's fucking better than them. He's better than all of them. So you also have him better than Terry Bradshaw then? So it gets a little interesting with Bradshaw, right? So it's tough. It's tough. Um, personally, I do. But I am willing to accept an argument where someone doesn't see he's better than Bradshaw. I can respect it. You know, it's a different era, a different time. What Terry did and the, the players that are around Terry, it's it's different. Um, but um, if you're asking me if I'm going to start a team tomorrow, do I want Terry Bradshaw or Pat Mahomes as my quarterback? I want Pat Mahomes as my quarterback. That's he, pay, he passes Steve Young. And so, listen, Steve Young is my idol. I mean, Steve Young's one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. He passes Steve, especially with the way he played in the fourth quarter on the run, on the keepers he did. He was smart with the football. He passes Dan Marino. He's passed Dan Marino. He's probably passed Dan Marino with the last one. And these are guys that were my favorite players. To be fair, Terry Bradshaw only had 84 pass attempts in four Super Bowls. That's okay, That's but, he still, but he still got there and he still won. You know, everyone, but, everyone but my, says what like... What I'm trying to say is that Patrick Mahomes has already had double the number of passes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I don't, I don't chalk that. I don't chalk, I don't hold that against Terry. It was a different era, it was a different game. And I think people still underestimate how hard it is to get to the fucking Super Bowl. Like, it's fucking hard. They, the Chiefs had to beat better teams than them to get there. The Bills, the Ravens, they had to beat those teams just to get there. So, you know, for Terry Bradshaw, he had to get there. So, you know, he might have only had 85, 86 pass attempts in the Super Bowls, but he got there. I'm sure he threw a ton to get there, you know. So, for me, what Patrick Mahomes has not really done is dealt with major adversity. Yeah. Right? He's had... He's kind of had the way cleared for him because... At this time in history, in the NFL, you've had great players leave. You've had quarterbacks that should have taken the next step, not take the next step. Yeah. You've had a lot of mediocrity praised as excellence. Mm -hmm. And he has also been very lucky in that he has only suffered minor injuries. A major injury changes the dynamic. I mean, Patrick Mahomes has able, been able to play through most of these injuries. We've seen it. He looks yeah. he looks hobbly for a reason. Yeah. And his team's through. and his team's been relatively healthy. But you know, they they they, they lost the best wide receiver in the league. They've been without him for two seasons and they won two Super Bowls. Um so yeah. what does that tell you about Tyreek Hill? Never mind let's 
forget about the cheats. What does that tell you about Tyree Kill? He it doesn't tell me much. statistics. Yeah. He didn't win Ugats in Miami. Yeah, that doesn't tell me anything about Tyree Kill, honestly. I don't think it tells me. Because, Z, if we put Pat Mahomes on the 49ers, do the 49ers win the Super Bowl? I think they do. I think they do convincingly, actually. If you put Brock Purdy on the Chiefs and you put Patrick Mahomes on the 49ers, dear Lord, dear Lord, even with Kyle Shanahan as the coach, they're still going to they're gonna run rampant. No, but part of football is luck, right? I mean, you, people can argue that two of the Super Bowl, two Super Bowl victories that Brady got were luck. You know, so luck is part of it. Um and his teams have been relatively healthy. But my whole thing is, is at, at the end of his career, we'll be able to, we're going to really have a better sense of him because he's going to have to do some winning without Andy Reid. He's going to have to do some winning without Travis Kelsey. And they could easily slide in other players. I mean, it doesn't, I'm not saying it's it's a negative thing for him. I think he's going to have his day in court. All I'm trying to say is, as of right now, there's nobody touching him. And at 28 years old, he he is better than a lot of the quarterbacks before him. That's all. And then there's no there's no argument. And I'm talking to you, fanatics. Bring down the price on Justin Herbert's signed football. It should not be the same price as fucking Patrick Mahomes' ball. And the whole thing is, is like we we he, he, we're, he's going to keep winning. There's the the only team that I've seen hit slow and figure him out and slow him down are the Oakland Raiders and the Cincinnati Bengals. And they haven't done it consistently. So so that's the thing, though. I mean, well, we did see him completely get destroyed by the Tampa Bay Bucs. Yeah, but I think he was hurt, right? Wasn't he hurt in that game? Wasn't the old he, line was messed up. The old line, yeah, something was up. Yeah. Like, And he, yeah, he just didn't, he didn't play well. It, Todd Bowles figured it out. Yeah, right. This, so yeah. how do you but how do you neutralize a great quarterback? You get him off his spot. Now that's that also applies to Patrick Mahomes. Now at 28, yeah, he's still able to be right. relatively mobile. Right. Yes. You get more tread on the yes. tire, yes. the more foot injuries he yes. sustains. He's gonna have to be a pocket passer. Yes. Which he can. He can do. Uh so, I think he can, but his pocket passing is not as good. As a Brady pocket passer, as good as a Rodgers pocket passer, as good as a Justin Herbert pocket passer, like his bread and butter, right, is the is the backyard football. Like mm-hmm. play is broken down. I'm gonna scramble, and I'm gonna either run or I'm gonna hit a guy, and I can throw it deep. Like that's that's his bread and butter. His brother, his 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 game isn't dropping back and hitting Kelsey over the middle for a 45-yard slant. No, that's not really his game. His game is the rollout. His game is the backyard play. And don't get me wrong. Like, they can call plays where, you know, he 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 does a sprint option or he sprints out and he can make those throws. But I'm just trying to say, like, we're going to find out more about him. But as of right now, he's above everybody. And now to the losing side, there's lots of blame to go around on the 49ers side, right? I mean, they blew a 10-point lead. They took the ball in overtime. Kyle Shanahan called a bad game. But nobody seems to be talking about the quarterback play. When the Ravens lost two weeks ago, we blamed Lamar. When Hurts lost in the first round, we blamed. We talked about Hurts' leadership. When Jimmy G lost the Super Bowl five years ago, we talked about he missed 
a touchdown pass to Emmanuel Sanders. So, Z, at what point do we start to look at Mr. Irrelevant and say, dude, you, you need to start playing better? When it's as egregious as those. Mm. It's not egregious. Eh, eh. There were a lot of batted balls. There were a lot of times where he didn't step into the throw and complete the pass. But I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad at him. No, I'm not mad didn't. at him. Like, he's not supposed to be that great. He's Mr. Irrelevant. I accept him for what he is. Like, I wish of you. I, I do. But I'm not going to sit here and say, well, it's all Kyle Shanahan's fault. And I don't even like Kyle Shanahan. I'm not going to say it's all his fault because I don't think it is. I'm not going to say it's all Wilk's fault. He should be fired, which happened he today. He was. <laughs> and, you know, him holding... Him holding the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs to two touchdowns in, in 14 possessions is pretty damn good. And one came on a myth punt. So, yeah. you know, I'm not going to blame him. I'm not going to blame George Kittle, who only had two receptions for 18 yards. The fucking streaker had more yards rush, rushing than George Kittle did. Um, two for four. That was George Kittle. <laughs> yeah. So, I He's mean, out for revenge. There's, just, there's a lot of blame to go around, but... What I will what I will say about Brock Purdy is is that there has to be a time where you step up and make the play. Now this team is loaded with talent. And like we just talked about in the last segment, if I put the Patrick Mahomes on the 49ers, the 49ers blow out the Chiefs. Probably 40 to like 20. Like blowout. Like it's not even close. Right. And I, if you're Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, you can't look at your team and say you'd rather, you'd prefer to have Brock Purdy rather than 20 quarterbacks in the league and all the kids coming out in the draft this year. I don't think if you, if the two of them could look at each other and say that, then you guys need to be fired because it's not, it's just not true. This team is primed and ready, okay? They were at the Super Bowl five years ago with Jimmy G, and it was the same scenario, right? They had a 10-point lead. They lost the 10-point lead. Jimmy G misses a throw, and they lose the game. Same thing happened this weekend, in my opinion. They had the 10-point lead. This kid missed some throws. He had some passes batted. He didn't step into some throws, and they lost the game. It's just strange that you watch all these shows and I'm like, was I watching a different fucking game? Like, did I miss something? Did anybody see how many times the ball was batted in this game? Yeah, you were watching something different. So, 23 and 38, 255 and a tutty. That's not for play. Yeah, the tutty? Who do you throw the tutty to? He didn't throw no tutty. Yeah. Who did throw? I thought the I thought the other I thought the wide no, receiver threw. He threw, threw, in, he, threw in, he threw into Jennings. So Jennings has a touchdown catch and a touchdown reception. <laughs> Je- Jennings caught one, in addition to throwing one. Uh-huh. So, like Brock Purdy did enough. Now, could he have been better? Sure. Everybody could be better, but. For who he is in his second year coming off a UCL injury 
pretty damn impressive. And he's 24 years old, right? He has time to grow and mature. For, but for Brock Purdy, he's a Rorschach test. If you don't believe in him, that was proof. If you do believe in him, that was proof. Brock Purdy is whatever you think he is. And, you know, that's kind of an indictment of that. But as, as there's, for me, there are a few things that come to mind when I think about this game. The Dre Greenlaw injury definitely played a factor. You feel bad for the guy, right? You know, trying to not even non-contact, not even like a play. He was just trying to get on the field. He was getting hyped up to get on the field. Once you got him off, the East-West game opened for the Chiefs. They were able to go across the field. Like, that definitely helped. That fluky... That that fluky punt. They weren't moving the ball on the Niners. The Chiefs were not moving the ball on the Niners. That was the... To that point, that was the biggest gain the Niners had. It was on the kickball. You can't even call it a muff. It was it was a fluky kickball situation. Is it considered a miff? A miff yeah. punt? Not a muff. I don't know. I, it, it's a Peter. Like, <laughs> Peter, Peter, Peter. Peter. That's, why they, that's why they yell Peter. Get the fuck out of the way. And guys, this happens all the time. It hits off of somebody. It's a live ball. Kansas City, luck is the residue of design, as Branch, Rich, as Branch, Branch Ricky once said. A couple plays later, they're in the end zone. The Jake Moody blocked extra point. Okay. That took an incredible amount of special team skill, right? You had to get that that BMF had to get up there with a massive vertical to paw that thing down. Right? It goes as a miss. But that was a block. That was a good play by the Chiefs. Two fluky plays like that. Kyle Shanahan abandoning the run again in key moments in the t- uh, of the game. I don't mind the decision to take the ball in overtime. And here's why. Your defense needed a breather. We're only talking about it because the defense gave up a touchdown. If they held, if they held them to three or shut them down, different story. We're only talking about it because they surgically marched down the field and scored a touchdown. But literally, like five seconds, they up. It was a walk off. It was literally a walk off to me, Cole Hardman of all people. Never thought I'd see a jet when the catch was a Super Bowl pass. <laughs> and he beat Logan Ryan, so a jet beat a giant. Logan Ryan was a Patriot too, even better. He was, he was, but most recently he was a Giant, so we'll, we'll claim him for now. But you know, <laughs> it, it's it's those little things. The little things add up. It, it was the little things that cost Steve Wilkes his job. It's those little things that turn out to be big things in the big moment, and that's something that Kyle Shanahan. But you don't, you don't account. feel, you don't feel like that. The 49er offense needed to capitalize more off of 
the 49er defense holding the Kansas City offense in check and causing punts. Kansas City punted five times. So they, 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 the 49ers had three sacks. I think they only got Pat Mahomes. I think they only got Brock Purdy once. They did. But what was working? I thought everything run the ball. I thought everything was working. I thought they I thought Brock really spread the ball around too. Like he hit everybody except for George Kittle, really. Um, I thought Christian was having his fair share of runs. He was running the ball well. Um, I don't I look at the numbers for both teams and they're pretty even. They're pretty even. There's not a lot here where I can say, oh man, it's right there. That's where the big difference is, and that's where this went south. I think the 49ers had a chance to win, and that's why I put it on the quarterback play. I think if Tom Brady's the quarterback of the 49ers on Sunday, they win the championship. I'm sorry. I just I do there's you can't you can't look up and down the league and say to yourself that if we didn't have a better court, I'm not saying Brock Purdy is bad. I just want to clear the record. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. He's actually very good, but in the same breath. There are better quarterbacks out there that in his position would have done better in that game. That's all I'm trying to say. You're telling me if let's look at Dylan. You're telling me if Josh Allen isn't on the 49ers, they don't win that game? No. I think they do. I think I think Lamar Jackson wins that game. I think Joe Burrow wins that game. I think Kyle. I think Kyler Murray wins that game. I think I just do. I think I just I don't know. I mean, I think uh, what's his name? The guy from the Packers wins that game. I know. I just don't. I don't. See, I think it's ve- I think it's going to be very hard for for Brock Purdy to repeat what he did this year. You're asked. You're going to ask the kid who was the last pick in the draft to go to three straight NFC Championship games. Like, look at the crash that Jalen Hurts had this past season. You're telling me, would you rather have Brock Purdy or Jalen Hurts? I'd rather have Brock Purdy. That's crazy. That's crazy. All right. Because the situation okay. in Philly is so turbulent and so toxic. But I'm not talking about team. I'm talking about the player. Like you're I looking at everything. Jo- I would still take Brock Purdy over Jalen. Don't look at anything happened in Philly. Look at the player. Look at what look at what Jalen Hurts did in the Super Bowl last year. He accounted for like six touchdowns. And like he lost and, running. and he lost. He lost by a. Well, I think he lost by three, or he lost by a touchdown. He lost by three. Yeah. So yeah. you look now. You look at the game that Jalen Hurts had last year versus the game Brock Purdy had this year. Who had a better game against the Chiefs defense? They both lost by three. But who had a better game? Statistically, they both. It doesn't matter. They lost by three. They both it might not matter, but who had a better game? Bear, I would say Hurts. Okay. And however, then you, yeah. However, that is not to diminish what Brock Purdy has done. I'm not trying to diminish. I'm just trying. It's it's the eye test, right? It's like okay, you saw you saw Josh Allen play against the Kansas City defense this mm-hmm. year in the playoffs of the regular season. 
based on the way Josh Allen played against Kansas City in both the win and the loss this year, and the way Brock Purdy played against Kansas City in the Super Bowl, which 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 performance would you have rather had? I would rather have Brock Purdy over Josh Allen ten times out of ten because I know Brock Purdy's not going to turn the ball over. I don't trust Josh Allen. I can't trust him. I just can't. Like you had me at Joe Burrow. I can't trust Lamar Jackson the way I trust Brock Purdy. I can't trust trust Josh Allen the way I trust Brock Purdy. Now Joe Joe Burrow, we're on to something. You, you got me. Tom Brady. Like, Tom Brady. Okay. Now we're starting to get into guys that are more like Brock Purdy. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I'm I'm cautious, but yes. I, I'm okay. I'm 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 a little I'm a little sour. You're scaring me. I'm a little sour. Jared Goff. Jared Goff. I wouldn't mind Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're speaking my language. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But so I'm just trying are... to say, like, well, that's that's all I'm trying to say, Z. I don't think he's bad, but I think they could do better. That's all I'm saying is they could do better. There's a ceiling for him. There's a ceiling for what he can do and what he is. Because, Z, the fact of the matter is this. Believe it or not, the 49ers went through this season relatively healthy. Next season, I don't think any of their skilled players are going to play more than 10 games. So if you don't have Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey out there for 10-plus games, you think they're going to fin- they're going to finish around 500. Because that's the nature of how good he is and what he is. You know, for Brady, it took him five years to become like a stud quarterback. Like people forget that early on, it wasn't him really winning the games. Like Benetieri won it, the defense won it. Then it's then it was like 2006, 2007. He starts throwing the ball like a maniac. Because he changed, he became better. But it took five years. San Francisco 49ers don't got five years. They don't got that. But listen, it's never too early to start speculating for next year. The Bears have the number one pick in the draft. Har- Harbaugh will be coaching the Bolts. Kansas City and San Francisco will definitely try to get back to the championship. So who's your way too early contenders for next year? So pretty much everybody who was in the playoffs this year. Just Even Dallas? Look at the division they play in. Come on. So they'll okay. be there. They'll be there. So who's going to take a jump? You're looking at... I don't know what the hell the Seahawks are. So I, I can't say that they'll take a jump. The Rams are already there. Rams are there. I was, that's what I was about to say. That's how yeah. I was going to lead off with. Right. Rams are there. Okay. So... You know, are the Vikings going to beat anything without Kirk Cousins? I don't think so. Who I think is going to go to Atlanta. Possible. Possible. Are the what the hell are the Bears doing? Like the Bears are intriguing because I don't know what they're doing. I got to imagine they're going to trade the pick to the Washington Commanders. Are they keeping Fields? Or are they taking Williams? Are they trading Fields? They're going to or- trade Fields, I think. Or do you draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and put him with Justin Fields and call it Marvin Grant? Harrison Jr. is going to Arizona. Not if they, not if they keep the number one pick. Just take him. 
you can take Marvin Harrison number one. Call it a day. It's your pick. If you're not gonna, if you don't get an offer you like, you keep it. You take a good player. I think that'll help him. So I don't know. Like, are you going to like Jordan? Jordan Love was good. He's going to be around. Is he going to take the next step? I don't know. Like, there's a the, the was the youngest team in the league. You expect that team to backslide, right? Can the Giants figure out quarterback? Can the Commanders figure out anything? I don't have an answer for that. The NFC South, that's, you know, <laughs> that's always a mystery. This year was the Bucks. The Bucks have their problems. So in terms of like way too early, we still have to go through OTAs, we have to go through draft, we have to go through free agency. But the teams that are consistent, right? The teams that have that that continuity of culture are the ones that are going to be there. So expect the chalk to be there because they've established that. The the few teams that will kind of bubble down until Pittsburgh figures out the quarterback situation, like, I, I don't know. They released like, Mitchell Trubisky yesterday. And their punter, and I think, uh, you know, so, like, they, they don't have a they, – they don't know what's going on in Pittsburgh. Like, I, I can't tell you any degree of certainty. Buffalo, Buffalo's in flux. I, I really don't know if they're going to be good enough next year. But then, then again, Miami's not that great either. So Miami's great in September and October. You need to be great in January. So, and I think it's going to be chalk, man. I really, like, in terms of what we're looking at, the teams that are good are going to be good and expect the Cincinnati Bengals to be there because Burrow will be back. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think it's, I think Burrow comes back with a vengeance and talking about like an MVP caliber season. I think it's the Bengals and I think it's the Chiefs. Like it's hard for me to get off of that. I think the Chargers are probably two years away. And as good as the Texans were this year, I think they're probably two years away too. Um, the, the, the only team I see maybe taking a step forward this year will be Jacksonville. Cause I think it's time, it's just time. And then in the NFC, um, I think the, I think Detroit's going to be there, and I think the Rams are going to be there. You know, I think, uh, like you said, the four, people get hurt in Kyle Shanahan's system. There's no way all those guys are playing ten games next year. No way. So they're gone. I think they I think they take a step back. I think the Eagles take a step back. Wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks hang around, especially if they're able to, you know, uh, get Mike. Mike Evans back, and I think they have Green to lock Bay, up Evans. They have to lock up Baker. Yeah, I think Green Bay is for real. I think he, I think Jordan Love has arrived. I'm I'm in on him. I think Dallas will be there. That's 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 who I got. And um, I think I don't think it's I don't think it's as simple as chalk because I think just injuries. Like another one, Lamar played all all the games this year. I don't think that happens next year. Josh Allen's been incredibly healthy, especially for the way he plays. He's going to be a year older. He's going to get popped. Like, you know, just it's just things like that. You know, it's just he doesn't play very smart, that kid. Um, Miami, Miami, the problem with Miami is they they can't go anywhere and win in the cold. And I'm, their coach is a bozo. Like, I, I like him, but I, I his... His style is going to get old fast. And once it's old and the players stop listening to him, it's just like, whatever. You know? 
well, with, with Mike McDaniel, it's, you know, it, it's high octane for two months. And then once it gets cold and you have to run the ball, it just doesn't happen. Right. So, like, it's, you know, it's it's all fun and games when you're trying to be the greatest show on turf. The problem is you play outside. So that's a problem. In the fall. In the fall. <laughs> right. But, I mean, at this point, those teams, like, all of those teams, every team that made the playoffs this year, like, they are, they're pretty much chalk, man. That, that's pretty much, the, the teams that you expected to be there, with the exception of the Houston Texans and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like you can, you could have argued for every team that made the playoffs. So as far as like who's going to be the surprise next, and you know what, Jacksonville, that was a fucking choke job. <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna, it was a fucking choke job. It was their division and they <laughs> lost it. So is Doug Peterson going to be able to, you know, get the bitter taste out of his mouth and figure out how not to blow the division? Like. I don't know. Because like, yeah. Trevor Lawrence got the shit beat out of him. So, you know, how do you keep your quarterback healthy? You know, that's pretty much like the, uh, that's pretty much the, the idea around the league. You keep your quarterback healthy. Yeah. But some teams know how to do it and some teams don't know how to do it. But, you know, the ones that do know how to do it are the ones who are perennially playoff contenders and the ones who don't are like flashes in the pan or on the outside looking in. Step outside of your safe area and make a statement without saying much with FCK Clout Lifestyle Apparel. Embrace the colorful chaos and stay emotionally regulated in their hoodie, snapbacks, graphic tees, accessories, and more. Season 3 merch is up now. Get it while you can. Go to fckclout.com and get all of your needs from men and women. That's fckclout.com. Speaking of guys that did it for a very long time and did it well, Shaq got his number retired by the Orlando Magic. He was their first number one pick. He was the first rookie of the year. First All-Star. Now, the first marquee player. And then also the first marquee player to leave the franchise. He was traded. Now, if anybody's watched this magic moment, it's very well detailed what happened there. And he did make his bones with the Lakers. He definitely cemented his legacy with the Lakers. But... Or the Magic right to retire Shaquille O'Neal's number? No. No. I mean, he he didn't win there. Like, if anything, his career blew up once he left there. So you're celebrating this player like left you? Like this this is this and this was a whole mess. This was a big mess when he left. He left that team in shambles. But my whole thing is, is like, if you retire Shaq's jersey, then you have to retire Dwight Howard's jersey. Because Dwight Howard had a much more prolific career for the Magic than Shaq did. Shaq spent four years in Miami and won a championship. 
Shaq only played four seasons with the Orlando Magic. That's it. He played eight seasons with the Los Angeles Lakers, which makes sense that that's where he has a statue. That's where they retired his jersey. The Miami Heat also retired his jersey. He won a championship there. Like, why retire his jersey? And also, why do it now? What... What you need to sell tickets? You need to get Anthony Hardaway to come here. Like, what? Why are we doing this right now? It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, but I, I also always have the 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 I have the idea that getting put in a Ring of Honor, getting your jersey retired, like these are all for the best of the best for a team. That's not what Shaq was there, you know, because someday. Somebody's gonna come along. Maybe it's Pablo Paulo Boncaro. I don't know. And it's gonna win multiple championships for the Orlando Magic. And it's gonna be better than Shaq was for the Orlando Magic. You might have one or two guys that are like that. And then you're gonna look up in the rafters and be like, "Well, Shaq's jersey's up there, so I guess my jersey's going up there." You, you feel me? Like you can't just you can't just retire jerseys. You can't just put people in the Ring of Honor and shit. It, they're they're you're you're just devaluing the ring of honor in that situation and you think about how well like for five years like the orlando magic just had like killer drafts right they got nick anderson one year they got shacked and i believe they had they they had weber and then they traded weber for penny hardaway and then they had dennis scott like they they were drafting they were drafting pretty good players back then I just think if you're gonna if you're gonna retire Shaq's jersey, then you're gonna have to retire Dwight Howard's jersey. You really want to do that? Not at eighteen point four and thirteen boards. That's Dwight Howard. That, that's but what but Dwight at. Howard got them to the NBA Finals, which is something oh, Shaq. Shaq did. Shaq did yeah. the same thing. Got them to the NBA Finals. Like mm-hmm. that's what I'm trying to say is that's where you set the bar. You've set the bar at all. Just get us the NBA Finals. And the Orlando Magic haven't been there since. So if that's what their idea of success is, then, then by all means, then that's that's their idea of success. If we look at the team and we look at what they're doing, they're not a perennial contender for anything. So they're a team that's very much the definition of happy to be there. I thought they were doing well. What happened? Eh, they're not that great. They're not a contender. They're not going to be in the finals. They, they, they'll well, be in the playoffs. There's only two teams that make it to the finals, but are they gonna, they're going to be in the playoffs, I'm sure, right? Yeah, but are they really a scary team for you in the playoffs? If they're healthy? I mean, they can, no. win. They can win a first-round game, right? Right now, they're the seventh seed. So they'd have to survive the Pacers and then survive Trey Young. I think you could do that. I'm not so sure. Even if they make it in at the seven, then they get the Cleveland Cavaliers. They could possibly win that series. I think they're sneaky good. They draw the eight seed, they're they're going out to the Celtics. Yes, this is true. Yeah. So we're in agreement on that. Like they're they're not beating the Celtics. So they're fine. They're, they're a fine team. They're like bat- they're battling it out with Miami. So let's say, for example, that 
you know, Orlando somehow makes it to the sixth seed, they draw the Bucks in the first round. You taking Orlando, you taking the Bucks. I'll take the Bucks. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I just tested. Okay. <laughs> so, you know. But they could, but see, that's, but that, the Bucks is a perfect example because they could totally land a player like Giannis, just like the Bucks did. Like they could totally land a player like that in the next five to 10 years who changes the whole direction of their franchise. You know, and, and you and just because he's there for four seasons and gets you to the NBA finals and then bolts for another team and plays well, you're gonna retire his jersey. Like I just want to know what the motivation was of retiring this man's jersey now. Why now? Why not ten years ago? Because the fe- the fences are mended now. So you were on the outs with this guy, and now you're, and now why are you making? Why are you doing a make good now? Like it just doesn't make any sense. Like what's the what's the what's the whole point? Like what are you trying to do? What's the goal? Are you trying to get money out of him? Like what are you trying to do? You trying to draw people there? Is that what it is? You're trying to say, hey guys, if someone comes to Orlando and gets us to the NBA Finals, we'll retire your jersey. Is that what you're trying to do? That's what it is. Right? I guess so. Only two big men have achieved this or feat. So one is Shaq, the other is Dwight Howard. And Dwight actually stayed there longer than Shaq did. Dwight Dwight Howard was there for eight years. So I mean, one could make an argument that Shaq's departure destroyed the Orlando Magic. Because after that, Penny got hurt and he was never the same. Like Their team imploded after they made the finals that year. And then Grant Hill went south and then Tracy McGrady went and this, south right, and everything. And this was a team that beat, regardless of what you want to say, they beat Michael Jordan and the Bulls when Michael Jordan returned from playing baseball. So if anything, I don't know why you're mending fences with Shaq. He he derailed the whole organization. You guys could have been, you guys could have been the Bulls, man. Well, it's not that simple because you did have they did have a representative offer to Shaq. It was not presented to him. So. If Shaquille O'Neal because he left as a free agent, right? He was like, traded. He was traded. I don't know he why. He was I traded. Thought, I thought he no, was, he was um... traded. Okay. I think he was traded. No, I think I think I think he was a free agent, and Orlando didn't want to pay him all the money that the Lakers were going to pay him. And then at the last second, they decided that they were going to pay him what the Lakers wanted, and it was too late because he was like, "I'm gone. I'm out." Yeah. But. If he was presented, he he's on record saying he would have stayed. If he was presented sooner, he would have stayed. So that tells me something about Shaq in general. That while he went, yeah, it was a free agent. It was a free agent signing. Seven years, one hundred twenty million dollars. Okay, so even so. He's on record, right? So 
there is some element there that he would have stayed. And Shaq represents himself that way as a, as a loyal guy to a degree. As long as you're loyal to him, he's loyal to you. And it started to, you know, the perceived rift with Penny that wasn't really a rift because they were actually on the same page about, you know, wanting to win. And it was a kind of a concocted situation. I think that it's it's fine, right? In terms of retiring injuries. Does it open the door to retiring guys like Penny's jersey and Horace Grant's jersey and you know, Dwight Howard's jersey and maybe Paolo Bancaro's jersey? Yeah, it does. But at the end of the day, it's the organization. They can shoot. They can do what they want with the jerseys. And they they can do that if they want to goose tickets. If they want to do that, go for it. If it's gonna put asses in seats, do it. Whatever. Like it's a promotion at the end of the day. And Shaq's on board with it. I don't know what he's getting for it. I, I don't know. Other than his day in Orlando. But I don't begrudge them anything. Like, how could you? Because, you know, he did perform, albeit in a shorter time than they probably would have liked, but he did perform it. Avoid messy accidents. Get better stopping power with your brake pads. Callahan brake pads. You never know when you'll be driving in the road and there will be a truck tire that you need to avoid and save your family. Callahan Auto. We really care about what's under your hood. Speaking of performance, the Waste Management Open. That was quite a performance. That was quite an event. <laughs> that was quite a performance. Dare I say a shit show. More like the Wasted Management Open. Arrests. Chaos. Guy, drunks yelling in the backswing of the golfers. Golfers getting in the face of the drunken patrons. One dude sitting on a stool pissing himself there's a video on bar stool of a guy peeing himself because he can't even stand up it, 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 it's, it was quite the scene man quite quite the scene what does the PGA have to do to ensure that this never happens again I mean, <laughs> he got golfers being like, I'm done with the waste management open. Uh, yeah, Zach, jo- Zach Johnson was like, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> fuck this, I'm out. I'm out. Uh, I don't know, man. It's tough. Because part of it's funny, you know? Part of it, though, is just out of control. Um, Because you would assume they're ashamed of everything that happened, right? Um, you would hope so. <laughs> it was unsafe too, and and they just didn't take care of the area, right? There was it was there was mud. Um, every, everybody was intoxicated. Maybe a I two, thought it was maybe a two drink minimum for everybody. I don't know. Dude, uh, I thought it was the documentary on Woodstock '99. 
<laughs> it was that was that gross. Sliding down the hill with no shirt on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's funny. It's fun. Uh, yeah. Why don't you just enforce a two drink minimum? I mean, at least listen. Even at Madison Square Garden, they don't vend alcohol anymore because it's dangerous. You know, so maybe it's something like that. Um, because I don't think you can change. <laughs> you can't change the date, right? You can't. No. So. Yeah, I guess that's the way to do it. So, they two game a two drink maximum, not minimum. A two game a two drink minimum might be part of the problem. That might be the problem. Two drink maximum, like you know, you get two coupons when you get in, and then that's it. (laughs) Yeah, so two uh, two drink vouchers. I think that might work, but it was so bad that. They shut the gates. Yeah, and then people Ticketed. who had tickets couldn't even get in. That's like, wrong. No, that's messed up. That, that, like, this whole thing was mismanaged on multiple levels. On multiple levels. Now, they cut, also cut off food sales and they cut off alcohol stuff. That's a problem. Don't, don't you think you Not smart. You got to yeah. let people sober up, man. Yeah, you you gotta you gotta carve them up. You gotta get some fries going. You got you gotta get some food in their systems. Another thing is, you gotta you know what? They're too close. They're absolutely too close to the players. If you can get that close to where they can hear you in the backswing, <laughs> if they can, if you can get. If you're that close that they can get up in your face after the fact, that's a problem. And I get it. You know, they're trying to, you know, they're trying to be more accessible. They're trying to be more, you know, I get it. You're you're trying to be less elitist, right? You're trying to be the people's golf tournament. I understand that. This ain't it. It's not it. You're a drunken laughingstock. You're covered in mud. You got dudes peeing themselves. Like it's embarrassing. <laughs> it's embarrassing. You know? You had fans going in, right? Without having their ticket scanned. You have other paying customers, like you mentioned, being turned away at the door. Like, what the hell? Like, it's a complete and utter shit show. So, I think two drink maximum is the way to go. That's also not going to stop them from pre-gaming beforehand in the parking lot. Oh, yeah. I didn't think, of, I didn't think about that. <laughs> so, I mean, in inside the building, sure. Inside the course, okay. Uh, while you're on the course, sure. But, yeah, got to be a little bit tighter as far as, like, you know as far as policing that goes. And and good luck, you know? It's the parking lot of the professional sporting event. It, tailgating is kind of like a thing, you know? So I, I don't think you're going to get rid of tailgating. But, you know, maybe you ban the sale of alcohol. Maybe you don't sell alcohol. Nah, it's not going to get it's, people to go. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the problem. Look at what you're getting. Look at the people that you're getting. <laughs> so you're getting, like, like you know the muni courses you're getting the people that go to muni courses do you really want that clientele i understand you don't want the wine and cheese crowd i get that 
but you're also getting like nickel beer night. You don't <laughs> like you don't. There's got to be some place in between. There's got to be a crowd in between that's respectful, but can have a good time. You know, so you got to find that sweet spot, and maybe like a, maybe the, the drink voucher is one thing. The increasing the space between the players and the gallery is another one and just you know a little bit of decor you know it is golf at the end of the day much like tennis it's a gentleman's game right air quote gentleman's game so it's there's something that needs to be done about this and you have to improve condition right it's muddy, it's sloppy, it's disgusting. Maybe you shouldn't, uh, maybe you shouldn't be playing, or maybe you should have some groundskeepers out there kind of fixing the situation. But one thing is for sure, the PGA can never, ever let this happen again. Do you love brownies? Of course you love brownies. But you know what's better than a brownie? A delicious, handcrafted, gourmet brownie delivered right to your doorstep. That's what our guys at Sweet Life Brownie Co. offer. Chef Tommy D and the crew offer a dozen delicious delights that you will crave. From the classic OB to Dutch Apple to Campfire S'mores and many more. Check out their website, SweetLifeBrownieCo.com, for their Friday brownie drops. At noon, their site goes live and you see what they're making. Since you're there, become a site member and earn points. You earn 50 points just by signing up. Make sure you follow them on Instagram and Facebook too at SweetLifeBrownie underscore co for the latest updates and their latest releases and creations. That's SweetLifeBrownieCo.com. Give them a call, 845-641-3043 and tell them D&Z sent you. That's SweetLifeBrownieCo.com, 845-641-3043. Sweet Life Brownie Co., because there's always room for a brownie. Speaking of never letting it happen again, St. John's lost to Providence on Tuesday night, 75-72. But it was what Coach Patino said that was interesting. Coach Patino felt college basketball needed to move to a $2 million salary cap to even the playing field for all teams in this new NIL world. So, is that what St. John's is going to need to beat teams like Seton Hall and Providence? That's not going to work, man. You can't. That's 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 not the attitude that they have. But there's no excuse for you guys losing to Seton Hall. There's no excuse to people lose you losing to Providence. Like that that's a joke. Um, you know, I do think that there there eventually needs to be some kind of like rules surrounding how much players are making and how much players are getting paid. But to salary cap it and to blame that on why you can't win games, 
That's not going to work. I mean, they've been playing awful lately. Listen, I'm a Rick Pitino fan. I like the guy. But, I mean, they're on a two-game skid. They're 6-8 in the Big East, 14-11 overall. They're currently third to last in the Big East. Like, they're close to not getting into the NCAA tournament. That's how bad this is right now. I believe it. And two million bucks is not going to do the trick, right? Because they're still going to pay them. They're going to pay them more than that. You can't stop it. All you're doing is kind of like redoing what used to happen. Okay. Oh, we hit our two million. Here's another 10 under the table. Right. Like, what? Come on now. Like, it's naive to think that we're going to put the toothpaste back in the tube here by putting <laughs> a salary cap. On. Right. Uh, you know, we're not just, we're going to put our finger in the dam and hopefully it doesn't break. Like, that's what's going to happen. Of course not. It's naive. And you know what? Like, Coach Patino doesn't strike me as a naive person. No, he's bad. But that's it, a very naive take. Yeah. Unless he's just working us, which is quite possible because he knows better than anybody. But he shouldn't feel the need. He, right, 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 of course. But he shouldn't feel the need to defend what's going on. That's the other part I have. Like, like you shouldn't. That's like a cop-out, dude. Like, how about your coach? You're not coaching very well right now. How about that way? How about that's the avenue you take? How about Chris Ledlam needs to fucking play better? How about that route? How about Jennings needs to stop, stop airballing three-pointers? Like, throw it at the players. And throw it, you know, I, I believe he's a really good coach. But you you also just got there. Like, you just got there. Like, no one's expecting the sun and the moon and the stars in your first year. Like, we get it. It's not Iona. That's fine. But to, to, to go right to the whole salary cap thing is like, come on. This is not what we need. We don't, we don't need you coming in here saying you can't win games because there's no salary cap in college basketball. Maybe that's the reason you don't beat UConn, and maybe that's the reason you have a hard time with, like, fucking Villanova. But come on, Seton Hall, Providence? <laughs> Providence ain't outspending you, bro. No, that's for sure. But they are at the they are near the bottom in, in yeah. the Big East. Yeah, but you're looking at, I mean, you're looking at the number one team in the country in UConn. You're looking at Marquette. You're looking at Creighton, Seton Hall, 9-5, Butler, 7 I mean... The two million, you know, you're within striking distance. This conference isn't good enough to get that many teams in the NCAA tournament. Like maybe, maybe four, three, maybe four, I would say. So could you be the fourth team in if you get hot and win the tournament? Sure. Why not? I would argue that Marquette is definitely going to go. UConn's definitely going to go. So if you win the, the Big East tournament, sure, you could be that third team. But it's a little ridiculous to me that you're going to, you know, kind of excuse make your way through this season. Yeah, yeah it's been easy. It, it's not Iona. You're right. It's not the Mac. It, it's not the Mac. You're dealing with better competition. No offense to Manhattan College, my alma mater. Like, you know, UConn ain't my. It ain't Manhattan. You know, Marquette ain't Marist. You're you're playing better competition. So you're playing national powers. You're playing Villanova. You're playing Georgetown. You're playing Butler. Right. This is to be expected. 
and the two million dollars is a drop in the bucket. I would like to know where he ca- how he came up with two million dollars. Because that's what they're spending this year. <laughs> per- right, exactly. Professor Patino's basketball economic class. I would love to sit in on that. <laughs> Let's just keep it around this number that we're currently spending because we can't spend much more than this. <laughs> no, exactly. So it's going to be like what the Oakland A's. You're going to bring in guys in like what minor league contract. And, and hope that it sticks. Like, come on. It's, it just seems like very out of place for a guy. It seems beneath Rick Pitino. Yeah. In all, in all honesty, like for a guy with the pedigree and the accolades that Rick Pitino has, it, this seems very like beneath him to, to make that kind of excuse. Oh, well, we're not paying our players enough. Okay. You used to be at the University of Kentucky. You used to be at the University of Louisville. But you... this Next thing you... <laughs> Next thing you're going to hear is like, oh, the waitresses in this town aren't pretty enough. No! Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. No more skeletons in coaches' closets. No more. No more, please. Let's, you know, let, let's keep the, uh, let, let's keep that to a minimum this time. But, um, yeah, that it, it's been a disappointing year. It's been an absolutely disappointing year for the Red Storm. They should have been better. They're not better. And all the money in the world isn't going to help right now. You can't help but smile when you see a balloon. The simplest occasion is a party. Westchester Popstar is located in New Rochelle, New York, offers balloon styling and decor for all life's events. Birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, showers, school and corporate events, store openings, or just because. Westchester Popstars takes balloons and shapes them into works of art, creating decorative installations for your special occasions. No event is too big or too small, and their custom personalization service is top notch. Westchester Pop Stars is a private studio, quickly expanding. In-person consultation is by appointment only. Send an email to westchesterpopstars at gmail.com for more information or to schedule an appointment. No need to hire an event stylist. All you need is balloons. Currently servicing Westchester, Putnam, New York City, and Connecticut. To find Westchester Pop Stars, search for them on Instagram, Facebook, or Google. It's the in route where friends of the show get a special segment with us. Want to be part of the action? Want to be the newest member of the in crowd? You know what to do. Hit us up, faderoutmail at gmail.com or slide in those DMs on Fade Route Podcast on IG or hit that Twitter, FaderouteDNZ. Joining us on the in route today, we have the Jamaican Lion from the Barry Farmer Morning Show on Flow1069.com. Thanks for coming on. Hey, well, go on. You already know it's your boy, Jamaican Lion. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we'll start you off with this. You know, Super Bowl 58 took place on Sunday, and it was the most watched television show since the moon landing in 1969. 
you know, oh, what, did you man. Think, what did you think of the game? Did your team win? Did you hit any boxes? <laughs> uh, well, first of all, uh, uh, the Super Bowl was okay. You know, my team wasn't in it. New York Giants, you already know how we get down. Um, yes, <laughs> I, I definitely uh, did hit some boxes. Shout out FanDuel. <laughs> I finally got one over the hundred thousand dollars I don't spend. I finally got some kickback, so I'm I'm happy about that. I will be using that uh bet money and uh getting back in there. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Uh, so we had we had Ursher, Jermaine Dupree, her, Will I Am, Alicia Keys, Ludacris, and Little John. Let a star-studded halftime performance. But what was your Definitely. favorite part of the halftime show? My favorite part of the halftime show would have to be when Little John was in the crowd getting hyped. I was I had to take a shot when he said, turn down for what? I was like, let's go. <laughs> there were so many people jumping out of their chairs when, when Ludacris came out. Well, yeah, I'm with you, man. Little Lee and Little John. Little John had to be there. There's no way Ursher could have came out without Little John. He had to have Little John. Exactly. And you know what? I could have done without the ludicrous because I done seen him in all 36 Fast Five. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I thought he was coming out with like a car or something. But, I mean, it, it was still it was still good to see all those guys performing some of the hits that uh, I grew up on. So, I definitely was uh, – I was definitely shocked about that. So, Yeah, once again, we have the Jamaican Lion from the Barry Farmer Morning Show. Uh, so, you know, rumors are circulating that er- Usher wanted Justin Bieber to be part of the halftime show. Considering mm. all the stars in the show, how many people watch the show, the fact that B- Bieber is an Usher protege, how could the young star Justin Bieber pass up this opportunity? Easy. He got to get his life right. Just- Justin Bieber ain't Biebering right now. You know what I mean? Like, um, he got a lot of stuff going on, and I feel like. He probably wasn't ready for that because, uh, you know, he's been in the tabloids a lot. And then he had that thing with his face. He had like the droop syndrome. I don't know what you call it. Don't quote me. I know that's not it, but I know he had some issues <laughs> with his face. So, I mean, I, I don't want to see him come out there and, you know, his face sagging like he had to be right. And I just feel like he turned it down because the, the Bieber won't Bieberin right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Last thing you was like, well, what happened to your face? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That'll just throw off us just performance. That that then you gotta move him off stage. <laughs> yeah. No, he uh he definitely's got some shit going on. I mean that guy's that guy's definitely struggling with life a little bit. Yeah, he oh, got it. He got I mean he was together. in the NHL All Star game, man. He That's true. That's true. I mean he's Canadian, so we have to remember that. Like he was uh he was he was repping the NHL. He was, he was definitely standing up the NHL. Now there was a if they brought a hockey team back to Atlanta, may, maybe it would have happened. But it uh, <laughs> doesn't look to be the case anytime soon. But um, Alicia Keys was also on the show, and she was banging it out. She belted it out, as she does. And the chemistry between Usher and Alicia Keys was palpable. Absolutely palpable during my move. So... I know Swizz Beats is on record saying he's cool with it. So, this question. Is he really cool with it? <laughs> and how would you feel? What do you think? 
How how do you feel? Am I back? Yeah, you're, you're back. back. You're back. Oh man, look! <laughs> I gotta get, make sure my stuff <laughs> ain't pay the bills. All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but I know I, I I heard you about the uh, Usher and uh, uh, Alicia Keys incident, and like I said. If I was Swiss Beats, uh, them bikes would have been revving. All right, <laughs> we'd have, we'd have pulled up, we'd have pulled up on on site, and Usher would just have to shoot the fade with Swizzy. And um, let's go ahead. I, I understand this is it was like artistry, but I mean that that looked like work husband vibes right there. She was laughing right? and giggling. Right. He hugging on her too much. You know what I mean? Like she looked like she liked it, man. She looked like she liked it. Exactly. I mean, he's been in music videos. Knows how he knows what the deal is, you know. Like, and they're all they're all pros here, so I, I don't know. Well, hey, look, I, man! I tell you one thing: name me one Swiss Beats song or video where he was in there hugging up on a girl. Oh, that's that's fair. Too much. That's fair. That's definitely fair. Alicia Keys uh, was Alicia Keys wasn't having that. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's very fair. That is very true. So, I mean, now that we've had time to digest this halftime, mm. where does it rank for you? Like, where is it on the scale? Right? Is it Rihanna, Katy Perry, Bruno Mars, Prince, Black Eyed Peas? Like, where is it on the spectrum of Super Bowl halftime performances? Uh, it's definitely in the top ten. I want to say top five. All right. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because so uh, I'm. I gotta oh I gotta give Bruno Mars he did his thing I enjoyed that Beyonce she did her thing um gotta give it to Prince you know what I mean that's a legend right there uh, Michael Jackson I don't think no one can ever top that my man that one. Yeah. my man didn't my man didn't even perform well he performed but he spent six minutes just standing there and the crowd was acting like he just performed 15 minutes that 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 to me that's still remarkable. My man stood there and just looked at people and they were going crazy. I've never seen that done yet. So I mean, he's definitely he's definitely in the top ten. I mean, there's a couple of more that I can't name offhand, but I mean, the weekend was pretty it, good. It, the weekend was all right. He did, weekend was good. He did a decent job. Yeah, weekend might be eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Eminem, Dre, Mary J. Blige, that was really good. Like, oh, yeah, they I mean, definitely up there. Like, you, you, def- you, got, you got some. Like, they're... Uh, I don't know. Like, you had a you got a bunch of them, you know? But That's um, what I'm saying. What are we at? The Super Bowl 58? 58. 58. Yeah, I can't even... Come on now. <laughs> I was looking. I was trying to get some inspiration for, for this and, like, trying to come up with, like, a sliding scale, but... Um, I went as far back as 1990, and then it was like, mm, I really can't get any. Yeah, I mean, if you can remember it, that that's what makes it memorable, right? I think yeah. we all remember hey. Justin Timberlake uh, and uh, Janet Jackson. There, there you go. That's We're not top for the five. Right reason though. You have in sync with Aerosmith <laughs> and Britney Spears. You have that one, uh, and I believe um, Run DMC was in that one too. So you, you know, have Jay Z do one. 
Yeah, when you when you can think about it, like when you think about it and you remember it, I think that's what makes it memorable. If you can't yeah, remember Bruce it, then Br- it wasn't worth it. Worth, it wasn't worth it. <laughs> You're Bruce Springsteen's crotch slide into America. <laughs> like, that was a little. Oh much. yeah, he did a good job. Like in recent years, yeah. you've definitely had a quite a, a a gamut of performances and genres and. You know, they've definitely stepped up their game in recent years, but uh, we will get yeah, out of here on this one for sure. Oh, so, right. So, I, we're all, yeah, we, we blew through this, right? The time's flies, man. So, hey, look, man, when you're professional, you know, you get you get down to business. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. We no time is money, here. man. Time is money. <laughs> yes, sir. But, you know, we're talking about years past we talked about a couple days ago all right put your creative cap on right you are hired by the nfl to book next year's super bowl halftime show in new orleans it's in new orleans Mm -hmm. i'm gonna tell you that right now all right what's your lineup Hey, look, they're going to be mad at me for saying it and they might some might be confused and might give a head scratcher i'm telling you right now mc hamill Oh, right, yup. Yeah. I'm bringing out MC Hammer. I'm bringing out the whole choir. He gotta have the dancers. He gotta have the parachute pants. And we're going too legit. And then right into that, we're gonna have we're gonna have have some more surprises. We're bringing out Vanilla Ice, and all you're gonna hear is the ding 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 ding. We gotta do that. We gotta do that, and then we gotta go right into Go Ninja Go Ninja because that's my joint. That's not, that's <laughs> And I'm bringing I'm bringing out some more notable people. Like I'm I'm going back in time because I feel like, you know, it's not. I mean, it's not all about the younger generation. We got to give some. And I feel like MC Hammer, Vanilla Ice, man. I'd even throw in uh, whew, I might even go some old school hip hop in there. I don't know how you know Jay Z working it now, but definitely would throw in some old school hip hop. Maybe Slick Rick or j- just something fun, man. Just to get the people up and dancing. Definitely. Wow, I didn't. I was not expecting that. I, I wasn't expecting a blast from the past. That's uh, oh yeah. Well, that's what it is. It's like we can appreciate it now more than ever, right? Because you know, these were the this, this was the music that we listened to, and now we're all watching the game. So this is this is the thing that we would appreciate. And that's why I think it resonates more with us. And Dwight's gonna get exactly. Out. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I might throw a little baby on. For the kids, <laughs> thought about that too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm most definitely. I'm definitely here for it. But uh, DJ Jamaican Lion of the Barry Farmer Morning Show, thank you for coming yes. on, brother. And say what you got to say. Tell us how we can find you. All right, man. Like I said, I appreciate y'all. DNZ the fade route. Look, y'all check them out. Y'all tap in. Y'all tune in. Man, I'll show y'all subscribe. Y'all like it. If y'all want to hear more from me, y'all can follow me. DJ underscore Jamaican line on everything. That's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And you can follow me on the Lions Den. That's T-H-A Lions Den. I'm talking about conspiracy theories, UFOs, everything under the sun. And I'm doing the sports with a little bit of twist. It's not about y'all favorite team. It's about my favorite team and what we can do to always win. So you already know, every day, Monday through Friday, the Barry Farmer Morning Show on 1011 The Fam. 
nationally syndicated radio show catch me in knoxville you can catch me in new york miami i'm everywhere you want to be so tune in it's your boy jamaican lion i appreciate y'all for having me on here and it's always a blast with dnz oh we love having you brother but you know just one thing you did mention you mentioned conspiracy theories where are you on the uh, nfl script what say you on that is it like is it like you open the door i'm just walking through here so oh yeah I'm a, well, well all right i'm gonna meet you on the other side i'm gonna put it out there man i feel like the super bowl is is scripted at at, at some point because Technically, they are an entertainment company as an entity. They're just like WWE. So, I mean, sometimes they'd be like, "Hey, uh, this game, we need, we we need a little action. We might need this to go into a tiebreak." I feel like these kickers that get paid millions of dollars that have been kicking their whole life, you know, pulling kinks at Shanghai Eleven, guys like Christian McCaffrey that haven't fumbled all season, and then you fumble in the biggest game of your career? The Chaco 2. Exactly. How about this one? The line, the the over-under the day before the Super Bowl was 46 and a half, and then the day of the Super Bowl, it was moved to 47 and a half. The final score was 47 points. Come on. Come Let on. me tell you. Somebody is at the game with the red phone like Batman had, and they are calling <laughs> Vegas when stuff are getting out of control, and they calling down to them coaches. You think they going into that blue tent to get looked at? No, they are going in there and they say, "Hey, we need you. To, we we they got you for eighty plus yards. You got sixty. We need you to get a loss of five real quick." And they be like, "All right, man," and they cut that check for them boys. I'm telling you. No, that, well, was, that blew my one. mind when I heard about the over under. That blew my mind. Blew well, did you mind. hear about the? Uh, did you hear about the movement on the line for the prop bet about what color Gatorade? It, it was so much on purple that FanDuel had to alter the odds. Oh wow! Yes, and it was purple. It was was purple, wasn't it? But people, there must have been some inside dope on that because there was so much heavy betting on purple Gatorade that they actually had to move the line back the other way. Wow. Exactly, and that's the and that's why I think it's scripted because if you look if if you're a true better and you go on FanDuel and you look at these lines and the way those numbers are always changing, and the game hasn't even start yet, those are people on the phone all over like, hey, we got to change this because it looked like it might hit. These boys ready to score. Hey, look, we got to change the script because we got them going for forty eight. Hold on, we got to we got to slow the game down. I feel I feel like that's what it is. It's all it's all a money grab, but uh, it's good for TV. Just a little taste. You want more? You got to go to the Lions then. DJ Jamaican <laughs> Lion, thank you for coming on, brother, and we will happily have you on again soon. I appreciate y'all. You know I'm always down to come, no matter what conspiracy theory I'm on. I'm coming to D and Z first. <laughs> you know it, brother. You know it. And if you want to join us on the in route, hit us up, bayroutemail at gmail.com. Slide in our DMs on IG at Fade Route Podcast or drop us a line on X at Fade Route DNZ. Your favorite podcast has its own merch line now. Go to the Fade Store with DNZ.com today for all your Fade Route merch needs. 
I'm talking tank tops, t-shirts, sweatshirts, like yoga pants, we got those too. Like some cool accessories, we got those too. And we're not done yet. We have so much more planned for you, but check out what we have today at the Fade Store with DNZ.com. That's the Fade Store with DNZ.com. The Fade Store presents the Alleged Superstar of the Week Award. All right, boys and girls, you know what time it is. It's time for the Alleged Superstar of the Week. You know how it goes. We put up a poll on our X account at FadeRouteDNZ, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote. And the winner of said vote gets a shout-out on this here show and takes home the coveted Ash Trophy. And do you know who took home the coveted Ash Trophy last week, Pete? I don't. The commies. Solid. The solid. Well, the enemy's out of a job. So it's, what are you going to do? <laughs> I have, you know, apparently he didn't do enough to keep his job once they brought in the new head coach. But that is last week. This is this week. Who are your nominees for Legend Superstar of the Week? All right. First up, I've got the San Francisco 49ers front office. Yes, I'm talking about you, John Lynch. Three days after the Super Bowl, you fired defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes after he held the Chiefs to 19 points in regulation. John Lynch, you are my Legend Superstar of the Week. Number two, the NHL. Giving Morgan Riley only five games after his cheap shot on Senators forward Ridley Gregg? That is a... He nearly took his head off. And you're supposed to be all about player safety? This was a dead puck foul. This was terrible. Almost killed the guy. NHL, you are my alleged superstar of the week. And last but not least, St. John's head coach Rick Pitino. Two game skid, six and eight in the Big East, 14 11 overall. Currently third to last in the Big East. The Johnnies are close to losing their bid for the NCAA tournament. Rick Patino, you are my alleged superstar of the week. What do you got, Z? All good choices. I'm going to have to start with Billy Epler, former Angels GM, Mets GM, and Currently unemployed GM. <laughs> and he's going to be unemployed for a while. He's banned until the end of the 2024 World Series for manipulating the injured list. After an internal investigation, it was found that Billy Epler had manipulated the IL. One particular case came to mind, and by anonymous note, it was a uh, Tomas Nito, and I believe his eye inflammation what landed him on the IL. So, Billy Epler. Yeah, the rest of the league does it. But, apparently not as brazenly as you did, buddy. Billy Epler, you are my alleged superstar of the week. Number two, Bayern Munich. Yikes. 3-0 lost to Bayern Leverkusen in the Bundesliga. And a 1-0 loss to Lazio in the Champions League. Combined 
one shot on goal. Yikes. That's pretty bad. Yes, you're number two in the Bundesliga, but that's still a pretty wretched two-game performance. Hit the net, boys. Bayern Munich, you are my alleged superstar of the week. And then last, but certainly not least, the PGA. My God, the Phoenix, the Phoenix Waste Management <laughs> Open was so atrocious. You got golfers getting into it with fans, fans tripping all over themselves. It looks like Woodstock 99 all over again. Dudes are pissing themselves. It's just a, a mass hysteria. Dogs Cats and dogs them. living together. Mass hysteria. You got it. You really got to get this under control. I understand that Liv is definitely more like fan-friendly with the music and interactions and all that. I'm not saying you got to do that. But you got to keep the fans from peeing on themselves. Maybe it's a low bar. Keep them from getting so drunk that they piss themselves. Maybe that's just me. Maybe, maybe that's a low bar. But whatever. EGA, you are my alleged superstar of the week. I think we said our piece. Go to our X account at FadeRouteDNZ and vote. And vote and vote and vote. And for our nominees. Just do better, boys. Just do better. This has been the Fade Route with DNZ. Thanks for tuning in. Catch our podcast on Wednesday nights on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. So until next time, stay faded, everyone. Time for us to run the go route. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Rate us five stars. Leave us a review. Turn on subscription notifications and tell your friends. Spread the word. Spread it wide.